Okay. What do you call a dinosaur fart? Uh, a dinosaur fart. A... A blast from the past. From pillar to post and coast to coast. This is a one-man gang. You're listening to a book. Hey, do you watch wrestling? Ladies and gentlemen, it's My name is Matthew Terry, and this is the It's Time to Fight podcast. Thank you so much for clicking on that play button. I appreciate every single click that that play button gets. I got Dr. Bob on the show today. Dr. Bob, if you're not familiar with him, he is an amazing commentator who works for amazing wrestling promotions, uh, wrestling promotions like uh, C4 in Ottawa, uh, FML in Quebec. He's got a new one with Apex coming up. Uh, I'm not going to ramble on about his exploits because we do that during the interview. And I don't want this to get repetitive. But uh, most of all, we do talk about Dr. Bob's Wrestle Festival, which will be Sunday, July 17th at 3 p.m. at Avant Garde Bar, 135 Besserer Street in Ottawa. Wrestle Festival. Uh, this will be the second ever professional wrestling swap meet and more. Coincidentally, Dr. Bob conducted the first ever professional wrestling swap meet and more in Ottawa. Uh, but we talk a lot about that. Uh, so. Stay tuned for that. Before we get to Dr. Bob, speaking of wrestling collectibles, I've always, I think I've always wanted to be a collector of wrestling memorabilia, but I, I lose interest. Like, I, I, I guess I collect wrestling bi- biographies. I probably have upwards of 20 of them. Like, I, I have Austin's, I have Rock, I have China. Uh, let's see, I have Ted DiBiase, I have the Young Bucks. I have Dangerous Danny Davis. I have, uh, who else do I have? I have a couple Jerichos. I may have three Jerichos, I think. Uh, I, I have all of Foley's. I have I have Mick Foley's, all of Mick Foley's, except for his TNA book. I got to get his TNA book uh, because I've actually never read that one. So I got to get his TNA book, but I have all the other ones that Foley has done, including his novels. And I'm lucky enough to have... Uh, Titan Brown, which is uh, Foley's first book and my absolute favorite of his novels. And uh, my nieces were uh, were kind enough to get me an autographed copy for Christmas one year. Uh, so I'm lucky enough to have that as part of my collection. Um, but yeah, I, I guess wrestling books, if I do collect anything, that, that would be it. But I, you know, as far as DVDs, I start collecting stuff. And then I just lose interest, and then I'm just like, you know what? I'll just I'll just sell these on Kijiji, or just give them away to people, or take them to shows and set up a table or something. Like here, take take my the stuff that I don't want anymore. Um, but yeah, just I've never I, I I I have collected a few figures, but again, then they just I just lose interest. I I find a figure that I know people are looking for, and I want it to. Like the when the Fiend and Ronda Rousey came out, I had those, and I knew that they were very sought after. But they were sought after by me too. I thought it's cool because I like Ronda Rousey, I like the Fiend, I'll get these. 
and then just after a while, I just look at it. Why do I have these? What am I going to do with them? Am I just going to put them in a bin? Isaac, Prince Isaac has shown absolutely no interest in being a wrestling fan, so it's not like I'm like, oh, well, I'll hold on to these for, for Isaac, and he'll he'll enjoy them when he's older. I have no idea. He might look at these things and go, Dad, why do I have these things? Actually, no. Now that I think about it, I did collect something. I collected uh, 8x10s of wrestlers that I've been lucky enough to uh, to come across or to uh, uh, to work with over the years in wrestling. Um, but for the while, I would have them autograph it to my wife, who is not a wrestling fan at all. So anytime a name wrestler, I'd come across them, I'd say, hey, can you sign this for my wife? And so I've got like a Raven. I've got Carlito. Uh, I've got uh, Cheeseburger. I got uh, Brutus Beefcake. Oh, the Brutus Beefcake one. Uh, I don't think I've told this story before. There was one time Brutus Beefcake was doing a signing at uh in niagara falls and he was going to a show in oshawa the next day oshawa ontario canada and i live in the niagara region so the promoter uh had hired me to do ring announcing but he asked me could i stop by grab brutus and bring him to oshawa so i do i go to the hotel i pick up brutus beefcake between Niagara Falls and Oshawa, which let's say is a two-hour drive i don't think we exchanged 10 words with each other 10 I'll, I'll say 20, just because I want to be a little bit generous. Uh, I don't want to exaggerate uh, too much. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, 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 let's say 20 words we didn't exchange. And so I get to the venue, and Brutus and I walk in, and the promoter says, oh, Matt, my regular ring announcer actually showed up. I don't need you, but I'm going to pay you uh, what we promised because I'm a man of my word, and... You know, you can stay and watch the show. And I said, well, to be totally honest, I see so many wrestling shows. And it wasn't against anybody on the card. I just, I hadn't spent a lot of time with my wife at that point. And I said, like, you know what? I, I, I appreciate it. It's nothing against you guys. I'd just rather go home and spend the day with my wife. So I got paid. And Brutus walks up to me and goes, I hear you're going home. And I said, yeah, you know, they don't need me. He goes, well, you want to go have a beer? So I, fine, I'll go have a beer with Brutus Beefcake. So we went down to this bar, we had a beer, and Brutus uh, Brutus says, hey, buddy, can, can you do me a favor? And I said, what's up? And he goes, you know, you and I have really gotten along well. And I'm sitting there thinking, we have? We haven't exchanged 20 words, buddy. But he said we were getting along. I'm like, oh, great. Uh, he said, can you take care of me today? Brutus, um, from, what I, what, from what I gather, what I put together, he, he likes to have people that he trusts to tell you about the people he doesn't know he knew that i knew the people involved with the wrestling scene the the wrestlers the fans all that good stuff and he just i, I would just stay close to him and uh, if somebody came up and said hey you know i'll make you a deal like this he would look at me and just say like you know is, is that is this guy for real is this guy you know is that good is that bad you know which you know he would just ask me questions like that and I said, uh, sure. Now, by this point, I already called my wife and said I was coming home. But then I had to call and say, hey, Bruce has asked me to uh, to help him out this afternoon. So I'm not going to be back until tonight. And my wife was fine with it. Uh, so I spent the day with uh, Brutus. And as the show is going on, uh, the ring announcer does say, "Get be sure to get your tickets for dinner with Brutus. They're available at the front counter or whatever. And I looked at Brutus and I said, hey, when's this dinner? And he goes, right after the show, I'm like, 
you didn't tell me anything about a dinner after the show. And he's like, oh, dude, I'm sorry. Like, I'll, I'll pay for your meal and everything. But, yeah, I, I forgot to tell you. Or I didn't, I'm sorry I didn't tell you. So we had to go do that. So that made things even later. So I drive him to where he's going, uh, which was his next town. And then I head home. And when I get home, my wife jokingly says, just, oh, I was gonna I was gonna come home to you, but no, I I'm gonna stay and I'm gonna take care of British beefcake. So I'm like, ah, sh- be quiet. And I took out this eight by ten and I, I showed it to her. On the back, Brutus had written, uh, Dear Carrie Ann, thanks a lot for letting me borrow your old man. You're awesome. Stay stay cute or awesome or stay hot, whatever it is. I, I have a very attractive wife. Uh Brutus to borrow beefcake. So my wife looked at it and was like, Okay, he's he's cool. Uh, so that's a funny little story about these these eight by tens that I would I would I have collected for my wife, uh, just because you know I want to put them up on a wall someday and somebody look at them. Oh my God, you have a Raven autograph, and she's gonna be like, which one's Raven? You know, just I I just can't wait for that day, and that's gonna happen soon. Actually, I, I think I have some wall space and I can actually do that. Uh, but wrestling figures, probably because I got burned. I've told this story before, but it, it, I'll I'll give you the Reader's Digest version. I used to live with this girl, and we were together for many years, even though we shouldn't have. It was a toxic relationship, but that's a whole other podcast. We're not going to talk about that. But I had, I'm going to say 60 of the LJN figures, the, the, the old 1980s LJN figures, like the originals, like the the, the OGs, if you will. Um, and I had them in a Coleman cooler, a bright red Coleman cooler that had been in my family. It was a family heirloom. No, it wasn't an heirloom, but it's one of those things that it was in the basement when I grew up, and then when I needed to put my figures in something, mom said, yeah, just take the cooler. So I started collecting when I was eight years old, so we're talking like 1985, and I had them until the age of 25 when I was on, uh, we, we had a sun deck, a cupboard sun deck, and off from the sun deck was a storage room. And that's where I kept the, the Coleman cooler with all the figures. So I was out there, and I'm having a cigarette, and I look over into the storage area, and I could see the, the gap on the shelf. And I knew exactly what used to be there. So I poked my head in. I looked around, just like, oh, where's the wrestlers? Like, where's the Coleman cooler? And I didn't see it. So I opened the door to the apartment, and I said, honey, my, my dear, uh, where, where are my wrestlers? And she goes, I sold them. And I I thought, even though she had, like, zero sense of humor, I should have known better. I should have. But I remember thinking, like, oh, she's telling a joke, even though she had zero sense of humor. Again, toxic relationship, guys. Um, I, I said, what do you mean you sold them? She goes, I sold them. A 25-year-old man does not need dolls. And I I still thought she was joking. Like, there's no way she did this. And I went in. And I said, where are they? I sold them. So that's, that's where my LJN figures went to. She, I, I, I asked her, where did you sell them? And she said she sold them. Uh, where, like she sold them just to, to, she found someone that wanted to buy them. And I wanted to go, she, no, no, she wouldn't tell me. She wouldn't tell me exactly who bought them. She also did that with my DVD collection. I had an extensive DVD collection, NWA, WCW, ECW, WWE, everything, WWF. Like, I had all the WrestleManias up to that point, the whole thing, and they were up on a bookshelf. 
and I know the DVDs came second. Or sorry, they they were the VHSs. They weren't even DVDs. Uh, I know that they they came second because I remember looking at that bookshelf and it was empty and me going, "Oh fuck me," and I said, "Where are the where are the wrestling videos?" And sure, we sold. I sold them. We needed the money. I'm like, we don't need the money. Number two, where are the? I pawned them. So I I said, well, then you give me the sheet back. Uh, so she gave me the pawn slip or like you know the 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 receipt, if you will. And I went to the to the uh, to the pawn shop, and they knew me. I I shop in pawn shops all the time. Uh, I just love going there. I love going to Goodwill, Salvation Army pawn shops. I love that. That's the that's my jam, if you will. And so I uh, I, I went to the pawn shop and I said, Hey guys, um, you know the girlfriend sold these. Uh, here, just I'll give you your money back. Just give just give me the. And they said we can't do that. I said why not? And they said because it's in her name. She has to come back for them, even though she had sold them. She hadn't pawned them. She said, or they told me, if you want to get these back, you're going to have to file a police report to get them back. And love is blind. It must be. Because, again, toxic relationship shouldn't have been in it. A real bitch thing to do twice she did to me. And But I, I couldn't bring myself to, to file a police report. That she stole, and she refused to go get them, and I couldn't make her. So, I, I guess maybe I'm a little gun shy. Maybe I'm just like I just can't collect nice things. I I had a wrestling figure collection that I I enjoyed. I didn't play with it or display it, but hey, like I thought it was really cool that I had them. And the the video collection, you know, that was pretty cool to put together. Uh, but maybe I'm just a little gun shy. But if uh. If I do decide to, to, to not be so gun-shy or you decide that it's time to start collecting or extend your collection, I'm probably going to say this uh, more than once. I know you're going to hear it more than once in the, in the interview with Dr. Bob, but July 17th, it's a Sunday at 3 p.m. at Avant Garde Bar, 135 Bessera Street in Ottawa. It's Dr. Bob's Wrestle Festival, Ottawa's second-ever professional wrestling swap meet, multiple wrestling collectible vendors to buy, sell, and trade from. Toys and figures, merchandise, DVDs, and more. There's an autograph signing, and there's a special featured match. Folks, I've already been babbling on for almost 14 minutes. I, I'm sure you guys are tired of me already. I'm not going to waste any more time, ladies and gentlemen. It's time to fight with Dr. Bob. All right, Dr. Bob, thank you so much for coming on the show. Let, let's just start in the obvious. You're, you're not a doctor, so let's just start off with where does Dr. Bob come from? Dr. Bob, uh, I'm not sure if I added this to any of the inter interviews we've done, but I'll try to make the story a little bit shorter. First show I ever worked, and I worked a few dark matches, sort of VIP matches as they're called, uh, for C4. First show I came on, uh, went to go do commentary, walked up to Mark, Mark Paulusel, promoter booker of C4 and uh, said, okay, ready to go. What do you want me to do, et cetera, et cetera. And he says, well, you need a name. I go, wow, you know, I've been prepping for this for a while and this has been one of my dreams, but you never, you know, let me know that I have a name and the show goes on in about an hour and a half, two hours, whatever. And I'm supposed to just pick a name now. I didn't want to be a kind of guy who just switches names all the time. So you want me to pick something that I will foreseeably stick with. He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah go ahead. So I stay there stressed out of my mind, not on uh, obviously already stressing about the show, about my performance. And he goes, uh, all these things go through my head. 
my favorite commentator of all time, Mike Tanay. So I thought, Professor, Professor Bobby, Professor something, sounds pretty good. I go up to him, uh, Mark, right before the show starts, I go, hey, Mark, I know you said you want a name. So Professor, Professor Bobby. He goes, no, don't like it. I go, uh, all right, what's your suggestion? He goes, there, and I quote, he might not remember this quote, and I quote, there are too many professors in wrestling. You're doctor, Dr. Bob. Now let's take that out quote for a second. How many professors off the top of your mind can you name in the history of wrestling? Maybe four, maybe can, five. Mike Tanay, yeah. uh, Professor Tanaka. And that's Boris, it. Uh, Boris Malenko, right? I think it was Professor Malenko. Oh, was maybe, it, yeah. Was it the great Malenko also said professor? Well, you know, okay. So it's max, max about five, six. Yeah. Depending if you spent a good few minutes trying to think through them. And had a good uh, internet connection. I'm not going to do it, but you know, at least oh, 20, yeah. 30 doctors, right? Dr. David Schultz, Dr. De St Steve Williams, Dr. Stevie Richards. Do yeah, just doctor, doctor, doctor. Yeah, doctor. so he goes, this is doctor of professors. You're, you're doctor. And I mean, first night out. So I go, okay, I'm not going to argue with him. But you know what? You know, to, to his to his uh, credit, the, the name stuck and it's been pretty good. And Dr. Bob does seem to roll off the tongue. Uh, I've gone to the point where I'm, that's kind of synonymous with my name with even newer people I've never met before will just come up and say, hey, doc. So that's uh, the name stuck. And I'm going to I'm going to go ahead with it. Dashed are my dreams of becoming Professor Bobby. <laughs> All right. Uh, the main reason, the main focus that we have you on, uh, we're going to talk about Dr. Bob's Wrestle Festival. It is Sunday, July 17th, uh, three o'clock at the Avant Garde Bar. Uh, and it's it's uh, the the tagline Ottawa's second ever professional wrestling swap meet and more. You, sir, you hosted the first ever professional wrestling swap meet and more. Um, but that was several years ago, was it not? Before the pandemic. So Correct. how about we go back a little bit and the idea and the uh, the lead up to the very first one. Great. Okay, so I won't go into too much of the forethought because I mean there's a ton of different events I took. A lot of inspiration from but i do have to give credit to one of my best friends derek comes out to a bunch of shows i wouldn't say he's a wrestling diehard fan but he's been to his fair share he was also running a metal swap meet he's big into the metal community whether it be not so much as a, um, a musician but more so on the art side and supporting them going to see as many shows as you want to, as you can so i kind of piggybacked off the idea who was doing there um we at the time didn't call it wrestle festival i just called it wrestling swap meet um, because my idea really was about vendors, about fans coming in, bringing their own stuff. And I knew that there was such a, uh, a, a vibrant community out here that would purchase items, that would trade items, that would sell, whether it be DVDs, toys, autographs, anything. And all this memorabilia that people brought. And I think there's a great sense, especially in wrestling, where memorabilia comes into play that, you know, wrestling really tugs on your, your, your childhood memories. For a lot of people, they got, on, got into it because of their parents, usually their fathers, whatever, um, who brought it to them as, as children. And so they pick up wrestling when they're young. And for, you know, some of my generation, your generation, we're thinking somebody like a Hulk Hogan. And you think about, ah, oh, when I was whatever years old, I remember Hulk Hogan defeating all those bad guys and coming up in the American way, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, far be it the Hogan we know now. But Though that's that's the idea that we had back then, you know, you collect a lot of trinkets and toys and all this great stuff. And maybe as an adult, you get into more of the business side of it. Maybe now you're trading for profit. Maybe you've opened up a side business. I know a few people who've opened up stores or, or you know, side businesses to kind of supplement their income and such. Um, all that being said, back about three years plus, 
Um, I had wrestling swap me. It turned out to be a great success. I wanted to start off something small that involved the wrestling community, but it wasn't necessarily a show. I think there's too many shows out there where I could, you know, even if I added, it'd be just a drop in the bucket, a drop in the ocean. And I wouldn't really have, especially with limited funding, uh, a, a, a great product that I would be happy to put out there that would compete against somebody, you know, like a C4 or somebody in Ottawa. And although competition isn't the main idea, I'd like to think that I'd put out something that was fun that made a bit of a difference. And while I was kind of planning those different ideas, Wrestling Swap Me came up and that was same audience, same kind of target demographic, but a whole different part of that niche that really, you know, uh, was talking about collecting and memorabilia and selling and trading and all that um, as opposed to the actual interviewing action this year we've added you know and more which is our autograph signing which is our our, our exclusive matchup um, and we've added a few things there but really the kernel of that came from just wanting to put on an event something akin to you know maybe in the future um, a kind of smaller convention a wrestling convention let's say a wrestle con but for ottawa um, where it goes and grows from there, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. But the idea was to just put on that kind of an event to, to have fun, to enjoy. And whether or not I really trade or have a lot of memorabilia, because I don't, I have a few shelves worth of DVDs, but nothing that much in terms of anything valuable. But it was more for people I knew around me and, and uh, the community seems to have loved it. People from all over came in. And I'm not just talking about Ottawa, Gatineau, I'm talking about uh, Montreal, Toronto, all these smaller cities, Kingston. Um, um, oh, I'd have to bring up a list, but we had a lot of people coming in as vendors, as customers. And uh, yeah, I mean, feedback from that was kind of unanimously. It was great. I had a really positive time and that's why I'm putting on a second one now. Now, I also want to go back a little bit because you did come on the Cornerstone podcast with uh, Ryan Allen and myself. I, I'm racking my brain. You had a cameo done, but I can't remember who it was. And I know it was kind of a uh, a decision-making process. So remind me, I'm racking my brain who it was that did the cameo, but kind of take me through the, 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 well, de- that, that the decision-making. Sure, sure. I mean, if we're talking about the cameo at that time, so that was to celebrate my five years in wrestling. I was putting on a fundraiser at that point. Um, to raise uh, funds for multiple sclerosis. And uh, we made a ton of money for them. Uh, I think the final tally after a few extra days came out to almost $1,800 um, as a donation. I was really, really proud of that. Uh, myself and RJ put it on. And uh, the cameo that we got on for that one was Sandman, just because it we wanted to promote Sandman. a sort of a party type atmosphere. Um, and uh, yeah, that was, that was exactly the kind of guy that we needed for that. Because I mean, who screams party more than Sandman? So... Uh, would I get another Sandman cameo for now? I don't want to overdo it with the same guy, but maybe maybe for next time. Maybe for next time, we'll do another one. <laughs> All right. So you kind of alluded to some of the changes from the first swap meet to mm-hmm. this, the second swap meet or Wrestle Festival. Uh, you brought up the autograph signing. Uh, who, who are we looking at for autographs or is this a surprise type thing? No, we, we, we've promoted it on our, on our event. So the autograph signing is going to be someone who uh, I think is synonymous with Canadian indie wrestling, and it's going to be Lefisto. Um, I really wanted to get somebody who I thought would be a good fit with sort of the overall idea um, of, of the kind of collecting uh, fans, you know, fan kind of indie, both in, in kind of indie fandom that we have that are coming out. Um, and also, I mean, personally, I think she's one of the greatest wrestlers 
who've ever come out of Canada, absolutely in the upper echelon there and a legend in, in her own right. So I wanted her to, um, it was done with collaboration from C4. So there was a bunch of names kind of thrown out here and there uh, about who we could get, um, some people due to scheduling. And we kind of looked around uh, when it came down to it and we found Lefisto, I was very, very happy with it. And so I thank the four a lot for that because uh, they were the main people driving that will have her and it's a, going to be announced pretty soon, but you can kind of have the exclusive here, but her documentary film crew is going to uh, drop by as well. So okay. there is a big documentary being made on the current career and life of Lefisto. And so as a piece of that, um, she'll be bringing in her crew. And uh, so all you fans coming out to Wrestle Festival, hey, you might be famous. You might be on a documentary. All right, let's move on to the special featured match. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, so the special featured match is the false count anywhere, all weapons legal. We're not going to go too, too much, let's say, into the death match each type, but there, there, there's plenty of really good hits in there, too. Um, it's... The plan we have for the whole match, if we're pulling back the curtain a little bit here, uh, multiple sort of locations across a venue, one venue, but multiple parts we're going to be filming, kind of not unlike the, um, let's see, the boiler room brawls of the Undertaker Mankind type of era, with a little bit brought in. It's not exactly a comedy match, which I know a lot of these kind of no fan camera type matches have been. Um, so this one will be treated with a little more gravitas, but it's going to be the head-to-head uh, -head of best friends, almost blood brothers, and John Kane and Alexander Cable of Fear the Beard. So they've quickly become one of Ottawa's favorite teams, traveled all over Quebec and Ontario, have uh, been Seaway Valley Wrestling, so uh, team of the year, two years running now. And um, so, yeah, I wanted to get two people who were going to fit, you know, what I wanted, fit the vision of what a match I wanted, um, for Russell Festival. And I really wanted two guys also that, you know, just on a personal note that I really knew that I trusted who could do this, who would be dedicated, who would be energetic into this, not just two guys who are looking potentially for a payday and all. Um, because I was only going to have one match. That was from the very beginning. I said, you know, I only have time. I only have budget. I only want to focus all my promoting on this one match. And so I said, who can I get? And I had a few names in mind. Even by the end, it was about eight different names circulating in my head, maybe about 10, but it always came down to some combination of them. But in the end, I said, hey, you know, I'm always trying to think of all these tag team matches. Why don't just have them against each other? They've only wrestled once against each other before. And the last one was very recently, too. And I know they've got a lot of, you know, ideas in their head. And I really wanted to them for them to be equal partners in the whole creativity of the match. And so I brought them in. And it's going to be a heck, a heck of a matchup. I really want all my friends and, you know, the local scene and everything to come on out because uh, I can't imagine that uh, anyone isn't going to be more than impressed. I would say it's probably the most intense training match that they've ever had just from a personal bias, but of course against each other as well. So, you know, come on out, check out the match, check out the autograph signing. Those are both going to be uh, fantastic things. And uh, I'm still discussing with C4 and other people, but basically after we film the match, I might give it up to somebody who can... Um, sort of promote it a little heavier as well and kind of circulate around. So I don't know if that's the IWTVs of the world or such, but uh, um, we'll see where that match gets posted later, if it becomes on one of the wrestlers' YouTube channels or something too. But the first showing 100% will be at our event, at our, uh, at our show. Uh, let's talk about uh, the size, like the first uh, wrestler swap meet compared to this mm -hmm. one. Uh, have, have, have we grown or have we kind of tried to keep it the same size? We've grown in that 
I didn't want to get too ambitious, i.e., you know, try to make it 10 times the size. So I'm hoping for about double the size right now. The venue definitely is a little bit more than double the size. Last time around, um, we had Poor Boys Pub, the second floor, which was kind of a room off of the bar side. Um, if you're in Ottawa, you might not, you might know it. If you're not in Ottawa, it won't mean anything to you. But basically, um, we had about 12, depending on how you count it, we had about 12 to 13 tables set up. Uh, this year, we're going to have about 20 tables set up. Um, plus one or two extra attractions. We're going to have a photo booth as well from one of our sponsors. Uh, we're going to have um, donations. And you might have seen that if you've been watching uh, some of the local wrestling in town, but uh, well, I'd say local, but across Ontario, Quebec, we have these magnificent painted doors that we're getting from our friend, Tim Titus. He paints out these doors of different wrestlers, different action shots and everything. Magnificent pieces of art. And they usually end up being broken by the wrestlers during the matches. So we'll have uh, two of them for auction that haven't been broken. I'll be posting what specifically they are um, on our website. You're getting a lot of excuses, by the way, here. So <laughs> just letting you know. And uh, yeah, so we'll have a bunch of other things. Um, the venue itself, still a bar, but about double the size, because not only do we have a room, we have kind of free roaming the whole bar. Um, if this turns out to be a success, and if we get out, um, let's say, you know, ambitiously, let's say double the crowd we had the first event, then um, hopefully we can run a larger, but maybe a, um, one of those legions or maybe sort of a smaller venue as well. I want to keep on growing this, but not overexert myself and, you know, end up in one of these, let's rent a hockey uh, arena and then we only fill a quarter of the place. You know, I, I want to still be ambitious, but not overshoot. So yeah, uh, last time around we had a clicker and we counted, you know, no, wrestling number wise, I could probably tell you in 93,000, but uh, it was about 100, uh, the exact number was 122 uh, for our audience. Uh, and so we're hoping, let's say, conservatively to, to, uh, 200. Maybe if I'm lucky, let's double it and let's go for 240. Uh, that'd be a great dream if we can get those many people in. Um, I don't know timing wise if July is a bit too hot to come in. I don't know what the but the uh, you know if there's anything else huge going on in the in the the area, I know we we are competing against another expo, another con, but it's kind of out in Orleans, so you know a little bit of a drive away. And hopefully, this being very very focused on wrestling instead of just like a pop culture thing, will really you know get the audience sway the audience who is going to go to something that say, hey, I want to go to the wrestling themed convention, so let's go there. And uh, yeah, if I can get uh, about that number, I'd be really happy this year. And if we exceed it, we exceed it. If we don't go get it. I'm sure based on numbers alone and interest will at least hit last year's or last time's event in terms of attendance. And even if we just do that, I'm happy. And as long as everyone has fun, I'm happy too. So I can't see us going much lower than that. So we'll be pretty good and whatever comes out of it, uh, you know, it'll be a good time. And I've learned a lot of lessons from the first time around so that we don't repeat to some of the kind of snafus and mistakes that might've happened first time. And I can concentrate on sort of both having fun for myself and for making this fun for everybody. So I have the flyer in front of me here, and it says those under 19 must be accompanied by a responsible guardian. So don't bring the, don't bring the drunk uncle <laughs> or the gambling addicted brother. You know, <laughs> that I, was kind of the, that was kind of the tongue in cheek, wink, wink, uh, what I wanted to put there because the, uh, the bar being very diligent, they host a lot of sort of uh, punk rock shows, metal shows and everything where kids aren't allowed. So there aren't many things that they host that are kid-friendly. 
they had at first wanted a legal guardian, but in no way am I going to check if that's your parent or if that's your uncle or aunt, you know, you know hopefully somebody didn't kidnap some other kid, you know, you're bringing somebody responsible. So yeah, we, we settled on responsible adult. Um, and, you know, based on last attendance too, this is as much as I do enjoy kids at all our events at wrestling shows, one of my favorite things, you know, when somebody comes out and wants to be a big time collector of memorabilia, it's usually people with disposable income. We're talking about adults here, really. You know, the 13 year old is not going to come in and spend a hundred dollars on wrestling toys. Probably. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, I always like to give sponsors their, uh, their exposure, their due, their love. So let's, uh, let's talk about the sponsors for this thing. Absolutely. That's a, uh, that's a good point. Thank you. Um, so we have our partner that we're running with C4 who's helped us tremendously was kind of structuring out the, the match and with a lot of the autograph signing. So, you know, me, I, I, they're not the only promotion I work for, but they were my home and I love them. C4 wrestling, uh, capital city championship combat, go watch them on WTV. Uh, so our head sponsor, our main sponsor, I want to give a lot of love to, he's a great guy as well. I've met him at a few shows now, Quentin it's uh, travel only with Quentin. Uh, for all your travel needs, uh, go check him out. He's got, um, you can check out all his social media, basically all tagged with travel only with Quentin. And, um, and you know, if you're in the, in your, the local Ontario scene, you'll probably see him at wrestling shows too. friends with a lot of the guys who, uh, venture out like, uh, LP, Maddie and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, travel only with Quentin, check him out for all your, uh, travel agent needs. Um, two of the other guys as well. And oh, I keep getting dinged here. I don't know whose website that is. Let me check, close that. Um, the other stuff that I have, uh, or sponsors I have are with mapleleafwrestling.com. Um, and you'll find them also on social media, most prevalently on Twitter. Um, what I do like about the sponsors I have too, they weren't just kind of random people picked out. These are places that I've either met with the people like Quentin, or I've spoken to, uh, example, uh, or, or talked to online on Twitter. Uh, Russ, Maple Leaf Wrestling holds a lot of sort of Toronto-based memorabilia. They've produced two books as well. I'm not sure exactly who wrote them. I have them somewhere in my library. Um, but stuff about the history of Toronto uh, Championship Wrestling titles, um, history of Maple Leaf Wrestling with the, um, with the Mid-Atlantic, you know, the, the Flair, Valentine, Snooker type era, uh, Hussein the Arab, et cetera, et cetera. Those guys who come through Mid-Atlantic. And so their, their site has plenty of information, clips, news all this stuff and for a wrestling geek like you man i know you're gonna love it so go check out maple leaf wrestling on twitter and um our last one as well it's uh, uh front row uh sorry first row they have a uh what is it a sort of brick and mortar type uh store now in winnipeg um go check out all their social media i have it all tagged up on my site as well on my event page let me go check if I have their social media quickly here, so if I can find it in five seconds, I will. If not, I'll just let people find it themselves. But yeah, they are, I would say, the premier guys in Canada uh, to go check out. So um, in terms of if you want to get anything sports memorabilia wise, but they especially, and I know the owner, he's especially fond of wrestling. Uh, so first row collectibles, www.firstrow.ca and all their social media, mapleleafwrestling.com, travel only printed. Uh, first row is amazing. When I first was talking to him and I purchased stuff before, even for a friend's wedding, I got a, an autograph of Tully Blanchard, Art Anderson with the four horsemen. Um, big, nice 
you know, um, autograph that I had sent over and I bought something of my own there as well. And uh, they have incredible catalog of stuff that I think any wrestling fan will go to. I think it, you know, lines up great with the event as well. If you can't find it with us, you know, go check them out online later. But they also have sports of all kinds. And uh, I know I just saw a bunch of like baseball and boxing and stuff when I was uh, browsing just earlier too. Their first brick and mortar stores open up in Winnipeg just recently. I think they did the soft open even last week or maybe the week before. And so that's a whole new venture for them. I'm very excited for them. But all three of those sponsors plus our partner, thank you guys very much. Without you, this event would not work out. Um, I just would not have the funding. And, and I hopefully, you know, a whole bunch of people make money a whole bunch of people go find the stuff of their dreams and uh you know we all enjoy ourselves doing what we love and that's collecting and watching wrestling and just enjoying our our past and futures of pro wrestling all right and so dr bob's wrestle festival ottawa's second ever professional wrestling swap meet and more oh, yeah. sunday july 17th 3 p.m at avant-garde bar 135 is it besserer yeah, Besser. That's right. Besser Street in Ottawa. Again, those under 18 must be accompanied by a responsible guardian. Uh, multiple wrestling collectible vendors to buy, sell, trade, toys and figures, merchandise, DVDs, and more. Autograph signing, special featured match, and again, made possible with the support of Travel Only, C4, Maple Leaf, uh, Maple Leaf Wrestling, and FirstRow.ca. Yes, I am reading it off the flyer. Why do you ask? <laughs> I love it. Besser <laughs> is right downtown for all of you that might not know the exact street. So if you go to the Rideau Center, if you go to the Hub of Wally, sort of downtown uh, transit, easy to get to, especially by public transit. And just to clarify, it is 19 because I think drinking age in Ontario is 19. God it knows is. I'm way over 19 at this point, so I don't really remember, but there it is. All right. So, Dr. Bob, you are not only a wrestling swap meet organizer, promoter. Uh, you, kind of, you alluded to it earlier with the, 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 the introduction of Dr. Bob. You are a damn good wrestling commentator, and I'm not blowing smoke oh, up you. your up your uh, up your backside. <laughs> but uh, tell tell me some of the exploits that uh, that you're you're involved with today. Absolutely. So three of the companies that I do uh, live commentary with, there is a fourth, um, well, a few extra ones that I do kind of um, additional work. Uh, FML, so Federation Montreal de Lutte. Um, I do sort of shows for them in post-production. There's some other ones that come on one-offs, but the three that I do sort of commentary for right now, um, ISW, Interspecies Wrestling, sorry, four of them. One of them I don't have a new date for right now. Um, Interspecies Wrestling has a date on July 9th uh, in Ganawage. It's called Child's Play 2, based off of that Chucky movie. Um, they're going to be returning for the first time, even pre-pandemic, they were off for quite some time and it's gonna be their first show back. Uh, they've might met the Knights of Columbus over in Ganawage on the reserve, uh, their home. And every time we go, it's just an absolute great show, absolute great crowd. We have ACW, um, Apex Championship Wrestling, which is called them Apex and all on my posts. They're going to have, be having their debut show in Montreal. Uh, a lot of big names for that one as well. And let me just remember some of the big names that we have coming in. Psychosis from the WCW. Um, it's gone by a bunch of other names since then. Nicho El Millenario and everything. But it is the, the uh, original Psychosis. Uh, we have also two big names as well coming in from, well, a few of them, uh, from AEW as in Matt Seidel, uh, Brian Pillman Jr. And one that I'm very excited for too, Session Moth Martina, who's coming in all the way from Ireland. So all of them will be in Montreal. 
few people making their debuts in Montreal as well. And um, that is our debut show. So I don't know what to expect yet, crowd-wise, you know, size and all that. But I know the venue they're running. I've done commentary on that one before. It's been a renovated church. So it's just got this whole regal feeling to it. Um, the production that they do in there for a lot of their events is amazing. So come check those out. Both of them on Facebook that you can find. And after that as well, uh, in August, we'll be having Fighting Back. You'll see the information has just come out on some of their shows recently. That's always sort of the highlight of my year as well, to be able to give back to cancer. Um, my dad passed away earlier this year from cancer, so this year is going to be a very sentimental show to me. And so I just want to be able to, you know, I don't want to talk too much about my personal life in that part right now, but just be able to provide um, one heck of a show and make sure that this year we can raise the most money we've ever raised for cancer. And um, I think all these things considered, um, all the shows I have lined up right now, um, Seaway Valley coming up after that, more FML shows too. It's going to be a heck of a busy year, but a fun one for me as well. And, uh, you know, if you come see me at any of the shows, I am very approachable. Come say hi. Let's take a, a photograph together. Even if it's just a high five, let's do that. All everybody listening out there, thank you very much for, you know, enjoying my work and thank you for making dr bob a reality because uh if not i'm just some guy talking behind a mic so all you coming out and saying how much you appreciate my work or even knowing my existence is uh, very validating for me so i appreciate it uh to reiterate uh, yeah fighting back and all the stuff that they have done uh but i have to say you know setting the setting the bar you know to to raise the most ever that's that's a pretty high bar they they have been doing amazing uh, every, amazing things every year it just gets bigger year, and bigger been topping themselves and um i'm I, I i would like to i wish i had the number at the top of my head but the total sum that they've pulled off throughout the years they've been running is a staggering amount and to bring that just from you know this 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 fandom of pro wrestling you know you can say all the good and bad things you want about wrestling and wrestling fans and wrestlers and trust me there's been a bunch of bad stuff that comes out we all know that but if you look at the good parts of it too, I, I think the good far outweighs the bad. And something like the fundraising efforts that we've all been party to, privy to, and part of rather, um, just shines a light on the goodness of fans in the community. And I think you know when you got something as awesome as that, let's celebrate. Let's keep on trying to raise money and do good. For sure, uh, I'm going to close off on because uh, you, you mentioned all your dates and all the upcoming shows. Do you think the pandemic's over? Do you think we're getting back to normal? Uh, that's a big thing. It's a big question. Uh, if we're talking specifically about wrestling or if we're talking about life in general. Well, more, um, for, more, so, more so for wrestling. Oh, okay, great, great. Let's stick for wrestling then. Uh, that's a much shorter conversation. <laughs> I, think, uh, <laughs> I think it will impact audiences. So the fan base and who's comfortable or not coming out. It will impact a little bit how shows are run and there will be obviously contention on you know what kind of talents are running what what what, what the atmosphere is some places i've just completely unmasked some places are strongly encouraging some places are bringing talent uh, who couldn't travel some i don't know again off the top of my head what the travel restrictions are but i know there's stuff about passing through the border so there are still are remnants of obviously what's going on but a lot of the good promotions out there have taken that into consideration and have helped grow their fan base through different means and try to expand it different ways. And so I, I thank every promoter and every promotion who's done their part to try to make it safe for fans. And, uh, you know, 
may we may not be back 100%, but we've changed fundamentally. And I think we've done a lot of good and a lot of hard work to get to where we're at. Wrestling is thriving and hopefully we get bigger and bigger crowds. Keep on coming out. And I know from personal experience and from personal knowledge, uh, he's not the type that likes to be singled out, but Mark from C4 deserves a heck of a lot of credit. Uh, not a whole lot of promoters would stick to their guns like he has, where insisting on the vaccinations, insist, insisting on masks, insisting on social distancing. So uh, I do want to single out Mark and just the, the you know, the, the selfless, uh, the selfless uh, way that he has handled yeah. it the entire time. Like, you know, pro- wrestling promotion be damned, making money be damned. Like, you know, he stuck to his guns and, uh, you know, that, that's yeah. really good on Mark. I, uh, I, I, I applaud him. We talk very, very regularly, even sometimes just about the kids and the family doesn't have to be wrestling. We talk very regularly. I and mean, he definitely believes in what he posts, whether it be about the, the, the good of the whole community, COVID and other things related. We've gone through a lot this year, but um, you know, everything, he definitely believes that he walks the walk, talks the talk. And uh, yeah, I, I'm happy to be his friend and happy to know him in, both in the wrestling sphere and outside of it. So uh, good on him. I mean, he changed my name. So damn it, Mark, but you know, <laughs> should have been professor Bobby, but other than that, no, in all honesty, great guy. Yeah. All right, Dr. Bob, thank you so much for, uh, for your, uh, for your time, your effort. Uh, one last time, and I'll probably say it again in the outro, Dr. Bob's Wrestle Festival, uh, Sunday, July 17th, 3 p.m., Avant-Garde Bar. Where can they find information just in case they, just so they're not, in case they don't have a pen and paper right in front of them right now? Absolutely, I was going to plug that. Uh, first off, I do have social media, um, Dr. Bob Commentary on Instagram and LinkedIn. Uh, sorry, not LinkedIn. Oof, I'm old now. Instagram and Twitter. Um, but those really don't get much circulation sometimes in there. So, you know, you can go check them out if you want. Not, not a huge thing, but on Facebook, um, the actual event is Russell festival. Um, the URL, I think you can find it through tiny, tinyurl.com slash Russell festival, 2022, just searching a Russell festival, all one word. I think we're the only event with the exact same name. So you'll be able to find us pretty easy. Um, and, and honestly, just in metrics and numbers, even if you decide on coming, even if you're not sure, if you could go check out the Facebook event, click attending, interest and stuff, it helps our numbers grow. It helps more people see it. The popular, if you want to share it, uh, just because you're coming, you know, doesn't mean, but it still means uh, positive for us if you want to click on the actual Facebook event. And so we do appreciate it. the numbers grow and people keep on seeing it. The more exposure we get, the more people might hear of it in word of mouth. So go check that out on Facebook through the event Wrestle Festival. All right. Thanks a lot, bud. Best Thanks very much, Matt. Always a pleasure. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Dr. Bob. Thank you so much to Dr. Bob for coming on to the show. I'm going to tell you right now, if you, if you didn't catch the date, the time, if you didn't catch the website, if you didn't catch the instructions on how to find it, go grab a pen and paper. I'm, I'm going to babble on about something else, but I'm telling you right now, Go find a pad and paper, or a pen and paper, I'm sorry. I'm going to give you the information one last time for what we've been talking about, the Wrestle Festival. So go find that. I'm going to babble on about something, and then I will give you the information one last time, really slowly. All right? So you can write it down. Uh, I won't just shoot through it. If you want to support this podcast, 
I, I, of course, I would very much, very much appreciate it. We are on Twitter at Time to Fight Pod. We are on Instagram again, Time to Fight Pod. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, then by all means, give us an email or shoot out an email, Time to Fight Pod at Gmail dot com. Uh, we are on Facebook. Go on there, Time to Fight, or it's Time to Fight. Uh, so if you can, if please support this podcast. We would love for you to support this podcast, obviously. So please do that. Do you have your pen and paper? All right, let's go through this one last time. Dr. Bob's Wrestle Festival, Sunday, July 17th, 3 p.m. It is Ottawa's second ever professional wrestling swap meet and more. It is at Avant-Garde Bar. You got Avant-Garde Bar? 135 Besserer Street. B-E-S-S-E-R-E-R, got that? Street in Ottawa. If you want to find them on the website, or you want to find them on the internet, I should say, tinyurl.com, so that's T-I-N-Y-U-R-L.com, backslash Wrestle Festival 2022. You can go on there, get all the information you need. There is multiple wrestling collectible vendors to buy, sell, and trade from. They have toys and figures, merchandise, DVDs, and more. As Dr. Bob talked about, there will be an autograph session with Lufisto. There will be a special featured match. There is all kinds of great stuff for any and all collectors. That is Dr. Bob's Wrestle Festival. Last time, Sunday, July 17th. 3 p.m. Avant Garde Bar, 135 Besserer Street, Ottawa. Don't forget, those under 19 must be accompanied by a responsible guardian. So be sure and bring your responsible guardian should you be under the age of 19. Folks, thanks again for listening to this week's episode of the It's Time to Fight podcast. I will see you next week for another episode of the It's Time to Fight podcast. Peace.